Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 243 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian Angelo. Double Density is your home to tech tales. Double Density is your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, I want you to leave that blooper in. I screwed up. It's the first time in a long time that I've screwed the intro up. Um, so that is uh, what it is. It's been a tumultuous week. Very, very busy around the old household. My brain's a little bit everywhere. So I'm glad to have this moment where I can sit peacefully with you virtually and just relax. I love our little Sunday night talks. It's where I get my news. It's as true. Discussed in the past. I was wondering, like, how often are are other people telling you things? Not really often. It's I don't really bring up politics or newsworthy things. My wife mentions certain things to me that she's seen on the Facebook, right? And then wonders why I haven't heard about them. But yeah, I like this. Uh, I think sort of living episode, off the grid yeah. with like. With with brand new tech equipment, but I live off the grid. So I think what I'm going to do next episode is actually I, I might come up with a fake news quiz to see like whether or not you've paid attention to things. That will be putting your communications degree to great use. It is correct. Uh, so, for example, like, are you aware of the India-Canada thing? I have heard rumblings about that. There's something about India and Canada. It came up because when I was setting up my phone, uh, the news widget was still on for some reason. So I had to quickly delete that. Oh, I see. Okay. All that to say, uh, Indian Le- uh, Sikh leader here was uh, uh, allegedly, because I don't know the proof, but I mean, if the prime minister is saying it, but uh, was assassinated on Canadian civil by the Indian government. So, hey, here we are. Oh, that's that's a bit of not a good. problem. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, let us move on over <laughs> from actual news to Angelo news. Yeah, something more fun. Look what I'm holding, Brian. It's your phone. It is your phone. Look, What's at, the, look, what? look at that. Look at that dynamic island right What's there. What's the picture? That is a fake hot air balloon ride at disney springs i'm sure you noticed it when you were there I did, yes. every once in a while like just flies up in the sky and as we were walking we saw it sort of like rising above the line of a building and we decided to take a picture of it because it looked pretty cool you're a man of simple pleasures yeah when I'm, I'm saying we like both my wife and i ended up taking the exact same picture at the exact same time without saying anything to each other you you might be cool. the baseline like the most normie person of all time do you ever think about that how you are the barom- the barometer of like normality i feel not of all time but amongst your friends i'm up there yeah i, I even even the general public i'd say really yes like how so just in terms of like your attitude, in terms of like the way you purport yourself, you know, what are your like worst vices? You don't have any. That's true. Okay. If, yeah, I guess that's what you that's what you mean. Yeah, I'm pretty like even keeled. I guess. Yes. Okay. Up, up to the mo- up to the point of like banality, right? Like you're the baseline, the most the most banal man I've ever met in a good way. <laughs> like Thank you're a good you. litmus test for things, right? So. That's true. And th- and this is why the news quiz next week will be fun. That is correct. Uh, speaking of being the litmus test for things, talk to me about your phone, Angelo, because I'm allowing you this grace period of like one or two weeks to talk about your new phone. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I got the phone on Friday afternoon. UPS kept uh, jerking me around with the delivery times. At one point, it was at 4.30 p.m. between 12.30 and 4.30. That's fine. Then it went from 10.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. I'm like, great. But then it was 2.30 p.m. and it still said it was going to get there at 1.30 p.m. And then they rescheduled it to any time before 11.59 p.m. So, hey, 11.58 p.m. Yeah. ring, like the doorbell yeah. rings, the kids are asleep. Yeah. In the Thanks, night, UPS, your man. Apple uh, uh, iPhone appears. Turned out he just showed up the exact same time he always shows up between like 4.30 and 5.30. Right. He literally got there at the exact same time as my daughter. They both pretty much got to the door at the same time. So did she steal your phone from you and run off? No, but I've, I think we've convinced her to take the iPhone 12 because she was ho- holding on to that iPhone 8 Plus Why? for dear life. 
I don't know. And then she never really noticed that the iPhone 12 is significantly smaller than the 8 Plus. Right. Like this iPhone 15 Pro Max is pretty much... He just, just waved it into his face and he banged his head with it because it's so big. Yeah. Like a brick. It, it's about the same size bleeding? as the 8 Plus. No, you're not bleeding. Okay. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. The scalp bleeds readily. <laughs> but yes, okay. So you're holding this phone. Um, first impressions. Very nice looking. And I thought it was going to go caseless. Remember we talked about that? I we ended sure up did. a case anyway. I'm glad I got a case. I don't like the feel of it without a case. Too slick? Yeah. yeah. Even though it's, it's less slick than the iPhone 12 was, it still doesn't feel like I'm going to be able to hold on to it. And good news, which we'll talk about soon, is I got the silicone case instead of the fine woven case, which turns out is not so. Well, fine. here, why don't we talk about that, right? So, what is the fine woven case to like uh, someone who's not in the Apple? Uh, yeah, oh boy, uh, who's not in the Apple ecosystem? You ought to keep that. Uh, you, you were trying yeah, to mix let's keep all the ecosystem and Apple. Yeah. Can you so tell? You said can you tell I'm exhausted? I stayed up to like three on Friday a, morning. Just it's okay. This is going to be a short episode, specifically because our our paranormal story got like. Well, we'll talk about that later. T- yes. Taken off yes. the internet. We'll yes. see. Okay. So coming back to the fine woven case. Fine woven is an actual official Apple case. It's a, it's the terminology they're using for what they've replaced their leather cases with as part of their 2030 carbon neutral initiative they've decided to stop making leather products. And not I don't think it's because they want to be humane towards cows. I think it's because cows are one of the most polluting things on Earth. I think they pollute more than actual cars, if I'm not mistaken. It could be that, or it could be a conspiracy theory that you're peddling without realizing it because you don't spend any time on the news. It, who knows? Do Maybe that'll be one of the fake... pollute more, more than, than cars? cars? That's a great okay, question. I'm typing this in to Let's Google... See. The David Suzuki Foundation, methane gas. Okay, there we go. Uh, uh, it is false. Oh, it's false. Okay, yeah. so Apple's bought into the conspiracy. Yeah, Bill Gates and AOC, apparently, according to the viral Facebook post, say that a cow emits more pollution than a car. That is false. Uh, you got uh, taken by uh, fake news. Okay, according to the University of California, Davis, a single cow will expel an average of 220 pounds of methane per year. Meanwhile, the EPA in the United States reports that a typical car will emit an average of 4.6 metric tons of carbon oh dioxide annually. So it's, it's significantly worse. Though, though methane gas is nearly 30 times more potent than carbon dioxide when it comes to contributing to climate change, it's still the math still doesn't work. Okay. Regardless, I feel like this is part of their carbon neutral initiative, so they've gotten rid of leather. And they replaced it with recycled material. And from what I can understand, most people that have felt it say it sort of feels like wet cardboard, which is not a good look. And there have been posts online. So a few people like we follow, like John Syracuse from the uh, Accidental Tech Podcast, posted a picture of the case his wife received. And not only does it feel crummy, it's also misaligned. So none of the USB-C cables she has that are third-party actually fit now the good news is if you bring this case into the apple store they'll exchange it for free no problem it'll they'll they'll obviously see it's misaligned but kind of a hassle to have to do that okay so before i forget angelo a cow will admit um because uh, methane is is 30 times more potent right so if we do a pound to pound 6600 versus uh cars 9200 anyways continue about the the okay so it's not it's and not I, that far but it's still it, yes. so they still pollute yes right cows i mean pollute. both okay. both still pollute yes yes yeah, so what does I you mean, mean more, more transportation car yeah of course i i'm worse than a cow uh, in and in and out of context that true 
Also, okay, back to the case. We're all over the place. Brian, can you tell Brian is a bit tired tonight? Can you tell the angel's overly excited by his phone and has no one else to talk to about this except for me? <laughs> Your wife and kids probably don't care. Yeah. So, so back to the back to the case gate, which I think that's what's going to happen this year. Um, also, Stephen Hackett from Relay FM mentioned that his case is misaligned and doesn't feel good. Where's the and QA? Where's the QA in this? It's really bad. Also, um, friend of the show, Casey Liss, opened his case live on ATP this week. And uh, unlike most Apple products, it was really hard to open. There's no little tabs to open it properly. You know, like when you get an Apple product, it's like from like just a, a regular charger to a nice new MacBook. They're actually really easy to open. Yes, they are. Yeah. Well, apparently these cases are wrapped really tightly and don't have any tabs to open them probably. What would you say is is, is more wound tightly? Um, that experience of you opening this, right? Okay. Or your feelings about um, uh, Stephen Greer, etc.? <laughs> Stephen Greer is much more dangerous than a poorly made case. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, so you have this case, you open it up. I did not get the fine woven case, right? Because I've always, I never liked the Apple leather cases. I've liked the silicone case. I've been using that since the iPhone 6S. So that's one, two, three. This is the fourth iPhone I have where I've used the silicone case. And I really like it. Like yeah. I like the feel. It's it's nice and grippy. I think the only issue with the silicone case is if you wear jeans, it kind of just sort of gets jammed in your pocket yeah. and picks up a lot of lint. I have the I have those uh, the otter cases the strong cases because I need it. Oh, those are hardcore. I need it's because it. of your construction work you do. No, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, I also tend to drop things a lot thanks to uh, you know my uh, ADHDness. But yes, and you hate it. You don't like it. Yeah, they're, they're I just, really thick. I fling. Yeah, there are three holes in my apartment because I flung my phone around. Okay, and yeah, the otter cases they protect well. They're not the most comfortable i feel like the silicone case is a, a good yeah absolutely like, i mean i've i've i have keys in my pockets like i have all this other sharp stuff that i'm like yeah oh, no you, you want to be fine. careful yeah, yeah for sure oh, so okay. the so, case i made i made a good choice with the case i have the uh the white titanium which is like whatever i hardly see the back it's nice it looks nice with the clay colored case i got uh i think uh, apple misspelled the word gray did they really yeah, it's basically a gray case. It's nice. Totally fine. <laughs> I, I uh, like it. I, I had gone for... I, you've seen the bright orange case I had on my other That phone. is correct, yeah. So I went with something a little more neutral and subdued. So on my end, I took a walk yesterday downtown. Uh, so Saturday the 23rd. And I uh, walked by the Apple Store downtown. Huge lineup still. So Still? Oh, yeah. Like, I'd yeah. say like 40, 50 deep. Wow. Well, a colleague of mine uh, messaged me on Friday morning. She had gone into the office and said that the line was wrapping around the block and well up the next street. This phone, I'm surprised. I really didn't think that the iPhone 15 would be... I, th I figured it would be a down year for Apple iPhones. Okay, so hear me out, though. Like, So um, the Apple store is located uh, at the cross-section between like two major universities, right? And there's a lot of back-to-school stuff going on. So I feel it's the, the perfect storm is Apple plans in terms of like the student segment because a lot of people were way younger than I was in the line. Okay, but I mean that's just the Montreal store. But across the board, I'd be very curious. These phones about have people, sold yeah. out. These phones have sold out like crazy. Yeah. Well, no, so not the 15s, but the 15 Pro Max is almost impossible to get until November at this point. Right. So they they've sold really well. I am very happy with the phone. I was happy with my iPhone 12. It was fine, but this makes it feel really slow. So let's talk about the it's transfer crazy. process. I was concerned about that. I'm always concerned about the transfer process because I got burned with it on not literally 
because then it would have sued Apple. But I got... Oh, that would have been such an interesting court case. Yeah. I got burned by the transfer process. They're thinking I, I got third degree burns. I'm like, no, it just didn't go right. That's what you say when you got... It was like a sick burn. What a dad joke. Just right I there know. in the middle of the episode. Yeah. It didn't work well. Uh, everything was messed up from the iPhone 5S to the 6S. And I had to start the iPhone 6S as a new phone. And back then, health data did not transfer from iCloud. So I lost all my health data too. <laughs> I just love the idea that Apple's like, you're officially dead, by the way. Just yeah. respawn, please. And I do get why they didn't do that because the security measures weren't there to, to keep your health data safe. That's now more or less safe in the cloud. I did a device-to-device transfer. As you know, I'm pretty like lean when it comes to apps. I don't have yeah. a lot of stuff on my phone. It, uh, I was hearing people taking two, three hours to transfer. My transfer took, it said, uh, when I started, it said eight minutes. It took about 15. Yeah. So it went really well. The only things that didn't transfer op- over, uh, and for good reason, were my banking credentials had to be re-entered. My, uh, my two-factor authentication for work, I had to re-scan the barcode. And uh, my headphones didn't transfer because why would they? It's a different de- Bluetooth device. So all that stuff had to be transferred over. Not my AirPods, though, right? Those always automatically transfer. Pretty cool, though. Apple automatically allows you to just say, okay, let's, let's delete your, new f- your old phone once everything's done. And it removes it from your account. And it went really well. So now that iPhone 12 is waiting to be pair- uh, paired with my daughter's account. And it will transfer from her iPhone 8 Plus. But yeah, transfer process. I highly recommend doing just the device-to-device transfer. There was a bit of panic in people. Apparently, if you didn't update your new iPhone 15 to the new version of iOS 17, I think it was .02, they, there was an issue with some transfers. There sure was. I had a, a, a ex-colleague of mine uh, on socials being like, well, I lost, lost all my photos. <laughs> they, so they must have done it before... Because Apple literally says when you when you turn on and you try to do the transfer, it says you must update. Otherwise, like I don't know what the word wording was, but it made it seem pretty like uh, important that you updated before you did the transfer. So prompt, prompted me to try, to do the update. Took care of that. Did the transfer process. It was weird because we don't use eSIMs here yet. It was weird it telling me to it offered to transfer my account to an eSIM, mm-hmm. which I didn't really really think you could do so i didn't and i just transferred my actual sim card that totally went fine i did that used to i used to do the transfer after transferring my sim card you don't have to do that anymore because you can just transfer without a sim card so it worked perfectly and i just put in my sim card after yeah pretty happy i've had a few issues where i had to pair and uh, unpair and pair my watch again the battery was falling off a cliff like it went from you know the day before end of the day 45 50 percent to like below 20%. So wow. that there was something off there. But the unpairing and pairing process of a wa- Apple Watch is like super easy. I would say it doesn't take longer than 10 to 15 minutes right. if you don't have a lot of stuff in your watch. So that was fine. Today I wasn't getting notifications for some reason. I'm not sure why. Resetting both devices seems to work fine. So it's, it's a, it's I'm a getting used to it. It's the price you pay for being a pioneer. Yeah, I'm getting used to the action button. I'm so used to having that as a little switch. I've switched the a- action button to be the camera call opening me? Oh, not, thing. Okay. No, not to call. Either. I could set it up for that, though. I could with a shortcut. Now, the thing is, I've noticed, I think having this phone silenced actually prevents 
my watch from getting notifications. But oh, I'll I see. Do okay. More testing on that. So I don't know if that's true, but we'll see. Right now, I'm on Do Not Disturb, so I'm not getting any. Yeah, because you're recording. Of... I am uh, anarchic, so I am alive and flying high. So yeah, I'm really happy with the phone. I've taken a few pictures. I sent you a picture of my son's birthday cake. You did. Uh, it was basically a Dairy Queen cake, but we put our own toppings I on figured. it and made it a Zelda cake. It was a 360p picture. It was awful. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a piece of paper. It's fine. <laughs> no, I meant was happy with it. Me. I was making a joke. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fine. Totally fine. And, uh, and I mean, it's 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 Zelda one. It's going to be pixelated, right? So, Angela, let us let us uh, move from the the future to the forward future, or should I say the past, depending on how you want to take this one. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So, once again, Angela, I'm going to ask you to define what the metaverse is, my friend. My understanding of it is it's a place for people to meet virtually uh, in an almost one-on-one manner where horny singles in your area can meet each other sort of or also you can do a meeting with a creepy avatar of yourself (laughs) yeah i mean it's second life essentially second life right it's 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 um i see it's like you know like an mmorpg without any of the questing almost like you're just you're second life yeah well and and is second life still a thing i think so hold on a sec i'm curious because it was a big deal just what a decade ago oh yeah uh it still is Still is. The last stable release was uh, 30 days ago. So that's something to think about. Wow. And I remember a lot of people uh, wanting to get in on the Second Life thing. Remember the uh, PlayStation? Life? Home? Life, yeah. yeah home. One of those. PlayStation Home. Yeah. That was sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, like uh, the metaverse is crashing and burning as we speak. Uh, virtual real estate is at an all-time low, Angelo. So it is a buy, buy, buy market if you're interested. But let us talk about... What may be the first, one of the first iterations of the metaverse? And this is a forgotten product that I only discovered because I was watching a random YouTube video of 50 lost tech products. And I kind of glommed onto this and I thought, this is super interesting. So this is something called Google Lively, which launched in July 2008 and was shuttered on December 31st, 2008. (laughs) So not even... Like six months. No, exactly. So Google Lively was an in-browser for um, Windows only, right? So there was no Linux or Mac port. Fine I with that. feel like that's why I didn't really hear about it. Yeah, I think so. Too. Also, I just think that, like, it, was a, it was a really just a bad decision all around, and I'll explain why in a little bit. But yeah, so it only worked on Mozilla or Internet Explorer, right, which is now known as? Edge. There we go. Awful name. And uh, uh, one of the bigger problems is that it ran on Flash. Flash. Flash was in its death spiral in 2008, right? Because the iPhone had come out, everybody was loving it, and it did not run Flash. No, and I think we're a much better society for not having Flash in our lives. Well, Flash was a a way in for a lot of bad actors online, right? It was a way to basically trick people into downloading viruses. I'll like you'll still see pop ups of. You have to update your Flash. Like, yeah. have those virus people not like? No, did you know? They, they do Microsoft. Uh, did you? Sorry, uh, Adobe Acrobat now. That's the main okay, mode of, of, okay. of virusing, right? Um, 
So before I forget, though, let me explain what this is, right? So you can have rooms of up to 20 people just chatting with each other, right? So you type it on your little keyboard, and you hit enter, and it becomes a, a little bubble, right? And you can kind of set up your own room. You can have pictures uh, from Picasso, which is another shuttered – well, not shuttered, but I mean like it got morphed into uh, Google Photos, right? And also you could have um, some YouTube videos and and sort of like have that hanging out too. So it's kind of like a, a series of living rooms with up to 20 people chatting about things, right? So um, all in Flash. May, may I interject and say Picasso was awesome. It was one of the best photo organizers. And I like Google Photos. Do you, do you use Google Photos? Yeah, I do for, for certain things. It's like my backup, right? Like I still upload everything to Google Photos that is in my uh, photo iCloud photo library. But still, it's like a backup. Google Photos is great. But Picasso was awesome. So you could use Picasso as part of Google Lively. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was shuttered in 2015, Picasso. Yeah, curious. it kind of yeah. turned, like I said, it turned into Google Photos, basically. Yeah, so I thought it was really interesting. You know, it didn't very last very long, clearly, because there's no traction for it, um, which is not a surprise, I guess. Like, what is its point when you could just use instant messaging at that time, right? Or Facebook Messenger, or Facebook Messaging, I should say, which was, uh, or MySpace Messaging. Yeah, Facebook was uh, beginning its ascendancy at that point, right? Like, it started in the early 2000s, and by, I was on it in 2008, I'm pretty sure. Were you? I was on it early because yeah. I had a I had a university email address. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. I remember sitting in because I was. I want to say oh six. I want to say oh six. Like I'm, yeah, I was doing my fine arts degree at that time, and I remember seeing people in class with this new thing. Yeah, and then people organizing stuff still over on MySpace too, which was a uh, which was big too. Yeah, I remember MySpace was still big. Uh, I never really used MySpace. I had an account, but not. Do my you remember thing. the URL? I'd be kind of curious. I mean, all the photos are gone anyway, so it's useless. Of my MySpace account? Yeah. No idea. No, okay. Unfortunately. Sorry. At this time, right, it's 2008, you can use these different messaging services. Like, what is the added draw here? I'm kind of curious. Like, in your mind, what would it have been? I mean, it's, it's a way to meet up with people and sort of see some visual feedback instead of just chatting in an ICQ window. Yeah. Also, you got to remember, like, the customization of this was was pretty limited. Like, you couldn't bring elements in for your little avatar. You kind of had to choose some pre-selected stuff. Um, you know, things like Cabo Hotel, for example. Like, you could play games and things with other people, right? Or Penguin Cafe, I want to say. Is that it? Is that it? You're doing a lot of uh, on-the-fly internet searches. I don't know. Penguin Cafe is a band. What am I thinking of? Caf- uh, Club Penguin. There we go. Club Penguin. Like, okay. all of these You're had close. a game. All these had a game element to it, right? Versus um, This Google is just Lively. there. Yeah. You know, and it, and it pale in comparison to to Second Life, right? Because Second Life, you could do voice chats. Yeah, I can't remember I, the, the timeline of when you could do um, voice chat on there, but I, I feel like this is sort of like a a lagging product. Yeah, you you posted a great article from Ars Technica uh, by David uh, Charcy. Is that how you pronounce the name? I yeah, guess Charcy. Yeah. Charcy. And uh, a great line by him is that. Lively is a digital chicken versus egg conundrum. It needs to it needs users to direct its improvement, but it's currently in such a rough state that it frightens away users. <laughs> so that is the worst possible case scenario for any new tech product. Also, head on over to the Ares Technica article for like midway to the article, not far down the scroll, is an actual like screenshot of this, and this looks terrible. Oh no, it's really bad. Like, do I want to talk to digital children? Yeah, it's no. very flash looking. Yeah. yeah. Um, so unfortunately, like that's uh, that's out of the way and uh, non-existent. But that is that is okay. I'm curious if anyone's ever used Google Lively. Who's listening right now? If you have listened uh, to our podcast and 
have used Google Lightly, you can email us over at doubledensitypodcast at gmail.com or head on over to doubledensity.net. Click on the contact form. Fill out your little information. Um, a couple of listeners have done that, and they've suggested a couple of things over the past couple of weeks that we're going to cover um, uh, in the weeks following, let's say, uh, okay. in order to, to sort of do – I wanted to do some research and do them uh, these things justice. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to think like, you know um, – what if they had come out a year earlier? What if they, they had come out two years later with some added um, um, features right out the deck? But I mean, like Google has this huge thing uh, problem of like releasing and then just walking away from things, right? But, and we've talked about that uh, in past episodes about how the culture um, yeah, uh, it's part of the culture loves because that's what they look like. Um, that's what internally Google looks at as launches, right? They don't they, don't, they look at launches. They don't look at support. They're as a, pretty as a different. Success. Yeah, they're pretty different from I would say the the older like companies right like Microsoft and Apple where they're pretty careful about what they launch it's pretty rare that Microsoft and Apple walk things back as often as Google does like well Microsoft has stuff like the Zune Apple has what was it called ping that crappy oh, yeah. social uh, media sort of service thing that they had with iTunes I want to say I never pretty used bad. it so no, I never used it either. It just it was there. Steve Jobs announced it as just something extra to have, but it didn't last long. <laughs> but those things are few and far between, unlike Google, where they'll come out with something and just drop it a few months later, as we see with Lively. That is correct. And, and that is not surprising. People like us like never even heard of it. And we're like, we like tech stuff. Yeah. I guess, like you said, because it was Windows only, and I don't know about you, but in 2008, I was a Mac user, and I'm pretty sure you were too. I was as of 2006, essentially, yeah, 2005, 2006. Um, there is a website that I found called uh, killthebygoogle.com, which is a Google graveyard of things. And there are and, uh, how many pages is it? There are a list of 288. 13 petabytes of Yeah, data. exactly. So I'm just going to drop this in the show notes, and anyone can go ahead and uh, quickly poke around. Killedbygoogle.com. Speaking of things that uh, ended up dying on the vine while we were doing research, Angela, let us head on over to the parallel side of things. See you there. Elvis Presley's most favorite sport was the sport of karate. Oh. Mastery exactly how interested was Elvis in karate. Double density. Welcome back to Double Density. As always, we're switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So this paranormal segment, unfortunately, is a bit of a graveyard unto itself because of the fact that uh, I linked you to a couple of um, – so we had an idea for the paranormal section. Uh, so I linked Angelo to a Reddit post uh, from UFO Believers, and it's entitled The Vominos Clip from Signs. The Brazilian location is not in the end credits. Is this planted footage as part of disclosure? I would like to find out. And Angela, it was posted by deleted, and the actual content of the post is also deleted. But it was filled just a few days ago, and we were laughing about this. I also sent it to Rob from Our Strange Skies, and we had a good laugh about it too, about the idea here of, you know, slowly getting the public used to the idea of aliens and uh, UFOs. So there's just a lot of really funny stuff here. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I just, before I forget to say this, it's just the premise of it, just because the scene was said to have been in Brazil, but the Brazil location doesn't appear in the credits is like saying, I mean, Star Wars was on Tatooine and that doesn't appear in the end credits. No, exactly. Where was, where was, where was the majority of the first, the, of uh, Tunisia. I was, I was, yeah. Okay. All right. You get to keep Tunisia. your nerd card. Yeah, it was Tunisia. 
And uh, but like, yeah, that appears in the end credits. But yeah, that could have been shot. I think there's one of the comments in that Reddit post that says, "Well, it was probably shot in a back lot somewhere." Yeah, it's a, it's a. Um, also, someone says, "Hi, I work in the film industry. Can confirm this was indeed filmed for the movie. Probably is the second unit." Too bad though, because the idea of probably what is the best scene, one of the, and we've talked about this, the how it's one scene, of the most, yeah. it's one of the most chilling like alien things apart from that VHS two thing from yes. uh, right for the VHS yeah. anthology, the right? Yeah, and that yeah. poor dog really gets it. Th- that one is one of the best UFO alien yeah. things. But this is up as well there as the, the it, UFO, the Dean Eliotta one was quite striking too, because it was shot in consumer grade video. Yes, I forgot about that. We did a whole alien we, cinema we sure did. many we years that. ago. We should, uh, you know, uh, October is looking kind of spooky. We should bring that uh, a couple of, of 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 different things, right? So I, I have uh, House of Leaves sitting around here that we should do, and then we're going to probably I haven't do read it yet. Too. Yeah, well, I haven't touched it either. I'm ready okay. for us to say go. Um, okay. So maybe that is something that we can talk about right here live on air because we can vamp. Angelo, what is your calendar looking like in the uh, month of October? I mean, my birthday is going to be in October. That is and correct. there's going to be Halloween in October. Okay, so why don't we do the thirtieth, the twenty ninth, the thirtieth, the end of the month? Let's do a spooky um, episode of a. Uh, we'll watch a movie or something, but then the week before, the twenty second, twenty third, let us do House of Leaves. So that gives us a month to read House of Leaves. So if anyone else out there wants to read House of Leaves alongside us, the episode on the twenty third, twenty fourth will be it. Can I just listen to the album? <laughs> i mean yes uh here uh, i will i that's one of my favorite albums actually it's a it's a great i think that's how this came to be where we decided to talk about house of leaves because somebody had mentioned what's our favorite um theme horror themed yes. album or yeah. something yeah uh i have bad news for angela there is obviously because of the the nature of the book there's no audiobook so you can't you can't yeah, wiggle you your can't. way out of this one it's like it would be like an audio book for a choose your own adventure book. Yeah, exactly. I was also going to say like, um, have you ever turned on descriptive audio for a television show? That's exactly what it would be like. Not on purpose, but when it's on by accident, it is startling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I once was watching TV and it was accidentally hard coded into the feed. Oh, that's weird. I was watching. It's like a like creepy ghost reading things. Yeah, exactly. And it was a woman too. It was like a. I think it was like a, we were trying to watch The Simpsons on a Sunday night, and this was like 15 years ago, and it just I just, everything was being described on top of the the. the you know, the dialogue going on. Yeah. And if you're not used to that, it's pretty hard to follow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyways, all that to say, you and I were ready to talk about the idea of trip disclosure about, you know, uh, how this might be, you know, uh, uncontested proof that, uh, the government is trying to get us and mold us into this. And then and I was like, so, hey. that, so that means M night is in on it. So is Joaquin oh, yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, Mel the Gibson. Is Mel Gibson in that one? Yeah. yeah he's a, the anti semite Mel Gibson. Yeah. Swing away, swing away at disclosure. Exactly. So unfortunately, uh, disclosure still just a stone's throw away from where we're at right now. So what I usually do during the week, um, especially with paranormal stuff is I tend to save stuff uh, on Reddit as like a basis for, for ideas and further explosion and stuff. So I actually saved a second, um, post in the UFO subreddit. And it's entitled, I think that Neil deGrasse Tyson is getting paid to lie. And it kind of went into a lot of descri- uh, descriptions about how he is uh, lying about the the Nazca alien that we talked about last week. Yeah. And then, of course, the bot from that uh, from the UFO subreddit uh, said it broke rule 13, low effort comments regarding public figures. Oh, that's not a bot. It's a mod usually that, that'll tag the flare on there. That says it's a bot. But anyway, that's his name. Oh, no, he's a mod. Sorry. Yeah, I re- misread that. Yes, even says a collapsed bot is still usually, uh, usually it gets flagged and then a moderator takes a look and tags it and then the bot yeah. will get in there. 
Yeah, um, so, so yeah, too bad. So here's the issue, right? So two two Reddit posts, two deletions. Angelo, are we watching active censorship going on here? Do you feel it's because they? Uh, when I say they, though, I mean like the UFO believers. They they don't want us to to so make let's, them seem let's, okay. So let's differentiate. Right? So in this case, small T they, and then uh, capital T they for the establishment, the overarching yeah, men in black, them, new world order, exactly. So small T, they are these subreddits where they don't want to look foolish, right? Because because that Vaminos one was so dumb and silly and not really well thought out. Good reason for having to have it removed. <laughs> also, mistaking a, a, a moment of disclosure for just basic filmmaking is just it's sad. It's funny to me. Well, it means where you're really grasping at straws. Yeah, it's either it's either a bad faith problem. Or a media literacy problem, right? So yeah, it's no or. matter what, you're trying to find, you're basically looking for the truth where it's not there. Uh, sort of like our flat Earth friends. How, I, I'm really mad that you said that because I, I, I thought you were a big flat Earth guy, but here we are. I've you're not seen the light. You've renounced yourself. Your beliefs. They got to me. Yeah, of course. The capital T. They got to you. Exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> the the whole Neil deGrasse Tyson thing. I mean, it's kind of it's almost getting like old to to rag on him for UFO stuff. Well, I, I think that they're mistaking uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson being paid by capital D, uh, T they for like hubris. Cause we've talked about this, how he just is very flippant when it comes to extraterrestrials and the way that he talks. Yeah. About it's part of his shtick. Yeah. Um, that you love that I hate because obviously baseline normalcy right here. But I could, I could see, I could see past it, Brian. Oh, could you? Yeah. Matrix style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you taken the red pill on, uh, on Neil deGrasse Tyson? I don't have to dodge the bullets anymore. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mistaking a character trait for something that he's being paid for is it's funny to me in thinking about that. Like how much money would Neil deGrasse Tyson need in order to have this happen? Yes. And I feel like that's the laziest of all arguments, right? From something as simple as like a good review for a video game, ah, that person was paid to say that. Or a bad review, oh, the competitors paid them to say that. To somebody making fun of the uh, Apple fine woven case is like, oh, they're being paid off by Google to say that, right? Like it's <laughs> it's so silly yeah. that people think that no, if somebody has an opinion of something, it's been bought. I mean, in the absence of, of, of evidence, right, assumptions become truth a lot of the time. And so I feel like these posts are kind of emblematic of that. Like it's just funny to me that they were removed, which obviously adds fuel to the fire of the more um, – uh, conspiracy fried brains in here uh but most people are on, most people in both of the the comment sections were pretty level and being like hey guy like no like you were wrong here's why which i appreciate but of course there's always a certain um percentage of the population that will turn outwards into saying no this is actually part of a vast global conspiracy which i don't think we're there yet in terms of vast global conspiracies are there smaller conspiracies that are more factually based absolutely interests personal power wealth the intersection of those um definitely do create um centers of power but i do not think that they're out here on reddit trying to actively censor stuff um for the ufo things there are definitely other forms of censorship uh going on on reddit that i don't necessarily want to um discuss without having done more research but i do know that there are certain reddits and certain topics that are astroturfed all the time including what we talked about the the top of the episode so the the india canada situation um there's definitely a lot of People out there who are commenting um, outside of the basis of 
you know, actual um, truth and and objective sort of uh, fact based uh, mindset. In Canadian news, who knew? The I know. That brought right. you the uh, the people that brought you the trucker cavalcade of horrors. Well, you're going to Ottawa for the the trucker cavalcade in a couple of weeks, right? Like you're restarting that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. When's the last time you drove a truck, Angelo? Do simulators count? Yes. Oh, speaking of that, I bought the <laughs> the stupidest game on Switch before I forget, uh, which I'm planning on playing with my wife just to see what she says. I bought a uh, the crypto mining simulator on Nintendo Switch. How fun is that? Uh, I haven't played it yet. I'm surprising her with it later because it was a dollar. I think Angela's actually crying right now. I'm sorry, dude. I didn't was it sorry. was it one crypto dollar? <laughs> no, it was one actual um, Canadian dollar. Is on sale for like ninety percent off or whatever. Um, so, well, so, so you, you so you wanted to know the last time I drove a truck, and it was in eighteen uh, wheeler American Pro Trucker uh, for the uh, Sega Dreamcast in two thousand one. My friend, I'm so glad that you were able to do that. Would you ever want to build like you know how people uh, build cockpits right for the virtual racing? Would you ever want to build a virtual truck simulator cockpit? Definitely. With the horn, like I, the big door. Yeah. You know, I, I toyed with the idea of maybe getting the uh, PlayStation 5 VR, as I guess, PSVR 2, that's what it's yeah. called, because Gran Turismo is fully VR. And then I realized that would be vomiting everywhere. I was going to say, like, you probably couldn't to get it. it. No, I, I'm not good with uh, motion sickness. I was watching my daughter play the Stanley Parable. Yes. And uh, I don't do well with that. Like, if I'm playing, I'll last longer. Right. But I cannot imagine VR, especially something like Gran Turismo, where you're sitting on a couch with a controller in your hand, but you're going 300 kilometers an hour yeah. in a car. And also, like, and the, it feels the, like it. The physical triggers aren't there necessarily either. Right? Like, you're, not all of your body is going through that, right? Because, like, no, exactly. you're not feeling the, the wind, the heat, the, the machine under you. You're just calm and cool, detached. That's, that's the problem. It would look really cool, though, because Gran Turismo is an amazing-looking game. I'm kind of curious like whether or not that is also linked to your sleep paralysis issue. My motion sickness? Yeah. In video games, though, because I don't really get motion sick on airplanes. Fair or enough. Whatever. But what about like fast-moving vehicles? Like, what's, you ever been if on the I Autobahn? Read in a car, if I read in a car, I'm, I'm toast. Yeah. And to a lesser extent, if I'm a passenger in a car. Right. So I, I, if I'm driving a car, obviously yeah. don't get motion sick. Even if you do a barrel. driving, right? Like, uh, like the toad in, uh, or like Star <laughs> Fox. Star Fox, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. You're not doing any barrels there. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so you and I have both agreed that these were two dumb running topics. That unfortunately, their content was removed, not preserved. It would have been fun R. to R. talk P. about. I agree. We sort of talked about it. Yeah, yeah, we talked I around guess. it. I think we talked about intent. And content, not necessarily about the content itself, but the concept of content, uh, kind of an esoteric kind of conversation about uh, censorship in, in different ways, right? Um, and I feel like this is like They a maybe place. got to us, Brian. They got to us. I am willing to accept one Bitcoin for almost yes. anything. I will say is, whatever is, How much is that worth now? $50,000? No, 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 no. No, oh, it's crash, dude. 35. Oh. Send it uh, to my wallet. Yes. Don't lose it. <laughs> yeah exactly don't lose um the wallet keys or else you're just like the uh the startup we covered right the uh, exactly the <laughs> what was it again it was it was retirement funds through crypto right so they lost yeah. almost 40 mil 30 mil uh on that's that sad uh speaking of sad things angela let us end episode 243 of the double density podcast uh where can people find us now it's your turn well they can go to double density.net where they can fill out a really great form 
also they can go to their the form podcast the form app. doesn't require flash i think we should mention that definitely does not require flash uh they can like i was going to say also go to their podcast app of choice leave us five stars the best place to do that would be in the itunes store is it still the itunes podcasting store of some kind yeah podcast.apple.com yeah go there leave us a review say nice things say mean things if you want maybe we'll take the constructive criticism maybe if you say something mean we'll say something mean to you on the show that's correct i am very willing to dish it out roast style great and then what about our social social can you do that twitter.com slash double underscore density i don't know these twitter yeah i know i know so confusing to you simple man angelo are you ready to be conscripted in the oncoming indian canadian war that's kind of scary because they're what we're like 30 million and they're like a billion strong. I think we're closer to 40 now, right? That much? Yeah, great. Still, number is 38.25 million as of two years ago. Okay. And India is 1.2 billion. Correct. So we're in trouble. Yeah. You would not do well in the army, I don't think. Me? Yes. No. You'd, no, you no, look no. really surprised and scared. Yeah. Are you no, going to no. do like a Donald Trump thing and say you're flat footed? Maybe I like like you know I've been watching and binging Survivor, and uh, I would not do well on that show. You also don't like to eat bugs, so I mean that's kind of a, a big. I don't I don't like to be outside. In, <laughs> you're, you're always outside, right? In it war, looks also awful. in war, you're mostly outside, right? So I don't yeah. know how this is gonna go. Yeah. So I feel like I'd last slightly longer than you, but not much more, based on the number yeah. of times I've thrown an axe. I would not do well in challenges. People oh, would vote me out pretty there quick. Uh, is there a way we could do like podcast survival? We'll have to look into that as a game and figure out how to okay, rub some people in. Yeah. Anyways, this has been it for episode 243 of the Double Density Podcast. Tune in next week as we reveal more and more deleted subreddit posts that have no actual value or meaning. Angelo, see you there with a, uh, you know, a old school uh, Sherlock Holmes style hat, right? And a magnifying glass. Oh, good idea. See you there. <laughs>